Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be here? What a blessing. Father, thanks so much for tonight and all that you have for us. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Haggai, the Bible says, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai. I believe that through the prophesying, the continual urging that I am urging you and prophesying to you, you will prosper greatly. Amen. Amen. So take heed to your prophet that God has given to you to prophesy to you and speak to you. Prophecy is not only prediction of events. That's why the Bible says no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation because scripture is prophecy. What it is saying will happen. So the scripture is the first prophecy that we have. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. So it's prophecy of the scripture. Prophecy of the scripture. Prophecy of the scripture. So as you are here at this time, you must understand that you are receiving prophecy and that I am speaking to you as God's prophet to your life. So if you receive me as such, you will receive the reward that you receive when you receive a prophet. If you help me in whatever God tells me to do, you will never lose your reward because the Bible says if you give a prophet a glass of water, you will never lose your reward. How much more if you help in a more substantial way than a glass of water? So that is a great blessing. Now the prophesying of Haggai is very significant. And you will notice in Haggai chapter 2. That his prophesying was very important. And his prophesying was all about the kingdom. 
Now in verse 3, he said, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Now he says, Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you. Amen. Amen. Now notice, Zerubbabel was the secular um, governor. He was actually like the grandson or great-grandson of one of the kings. So he was pointed as the sort of secular of the Jerusalem area by the king. You go. So Haggai was a prophet. Then the high priest was Joshua. So there was a priest, there was this secular or lay person, you know, and then there was um, Haggai himself. And Haggai was the prophet. You see, the church is built on the foundations of apostles and prophets. A prophet is someone who speaks the word, what God wants, what God wants to say. You know, and if you look in the Bible, there was hardly prophets who were very popular in terms of saying nice things. Sometimes the truth sounds funny, but a prophet is a voice from God, what God thinks. And what God thinks is often different from what men think. So you will notice if you listen carefully, because the church is built on a foundation of apostles and prophets. If you listen carefully, you will see that many people even who are pastors did not even think they would be pastors. And they became pastors. And many people who were not believing that the church can be established in America are surprised that it is established. Very surprised that we are thousands of people. Thousands, literally. And many people did not believe that we could be thousands anywhere. Anywhere. I'm, I'm going to have a camp in Italy. We have, we have also thousands of people there. And you, you would, people wouldn't expect that we would be one of the largest churches. You know, there are no more churches in all these places. So, it's amazing. You know? So, when you hear something, don't expect to be so wise as to know the mind of God. So, if I come to you sharing with you, 
what God is saying. Let's learn to believe. That's what takes us out of the curse. As for the curse, even you don't have to believe it. Just look around and you see that there's frustration everywhere, in everything, every area. So it is exiting from the accursed way by following the lovely voice of God that comes through the prophet, through your reading of the Bible and through the Spirit speaking to you in your heart. You exit accursed situations. Oh yes. Today although I sweat and I do I work, it's not for bread. No, for something far higher. Bread is guaranteed. Where to stay is guaranteed. What to drive is guaranteed. And beyond. It's not for bread I'm working. But for something higher. So God wanted to take my life higher but I trusted that he was calling me and if he's calling me I must go. That's all that's on my mind. And we are here today. So in the same way you must learn to believe the prophecies. Prophecies that are coming at this time Maybe not be what you are thinking. It may not look like the future that you are thinking about. But God is leading us to build his church. Through the prophesying of Haggai, they prospered. And the prophesying of Haggai was to all these people, Zerubbabel, the secular, or if you like, a lay person. A lay pastor is someone who goes to work at the secular world and basically is employed and deployed by the secular world but also gives his any amount of time that he can to the advancement of the church for rather than doing anything else. So Zerubbabel was very important. Joshua the high priest was also very important. He was A full-time dedicated priest. Very important. To do that work. And Haggai was very critical. Because he was speaking the will of God. So you must be careful. When you meet a prophet who is speaking the will of God. Which was build my house now. If he hadn't built it. We wouldn't even have these prophecies here that we are reading. And it's in the Bible. Yes, it's in the Holy Bible. And then the, la- the last group of people are all ye people. All ye people. So we have the secular or the lay pastors. We have the full-time priests. We have the prophet. So that, that all, the, all of us are here. I am the prophet speaking to you. The lay pastors are here. The Rubabels. The full-time priests are here. Bishop Joel and some of the other people who are in full-time ministry are here. 
And then the last group that I hear are all ye people. Everybody else are here. And the Lord is speaking to all ye people. Amen. Is it beautiful? Wonderful. Now, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, work. What? Work. For I am with you. Underline that in your Bible if you have a Bible. Or highlight it. Work. For I am with you. Verse 4 of Haggai chapter 2. Work. For I am with you, says the Lord. Now, we are going to work. And I believe that as we work for the Lord, all the supernatural forces that release prosperity in this world of frustration will be released in your direction in Jesus' name. Do you believe what I'm saying? Yes. You know, when I decided to be in ministry, force, supernatural forces were released in my direction to prosper me. And one of them was the blockage at the bank. Although it looked like something sad and I was not happy at all. At all. It was one of my sad days when the banks rejected me. That was a blockage. I learned how to build with cash and to prosper in pieces, piece by piece. I learned it practically. Yes. I learned how to stay in an uncompleted house. When I moved to my house, I told the Archbishop Duncan Williams that I had moved to my house, but there were no windows in the house and that there was no floor. In the house. There was no floor. The floor was red sand. And he said, Why? Why? I said, Oh, that's what I, I can do for now. Yes. That's why I don't owe anybody money. Yes. I don't. Never have. Never paid rent since I was born. Never been. Never, never in debt. Free. If you give me one dollar, I'll be rich. Just one. <laughs> End of this month. The month end doesn't even occur to me. The month is ending or beginning. I don't know whether it's the beginning of month or the end of the month. <laughs> it's just time that is passing by. Those of you who write checks every month, you will not enjoy the month, the moon that is going up and down in time. Are you still around? Yes. And God has taught me how to live an inexpensive life an inexpensive lifestyle. Nothing to buy. 
nothing to buy. My food is the cheapest food. I'm the cheapest visitor to have. I'm the cheapest visitor you can have. There's nothing to do. I won't even eat your food. (laughs) There's nothing to do for me. There's nothing you can buy for me. I can't wear your shirt. I can't wear anything that you buy for me. There's nothing. I'm easy to have. Yes, I learned how to live an inexpensive life. Yes. Huh? Amazing. Yeah. The virus stand all over the place. You see people saying that they are businessmen worth 20 billion but owing 40 billion. Fake businessmen. Fake prosperity. <laughs> Now let us work. Exit. Take it from me. Look, this is one of the ways to exit curses. It's to do things that bring blessings. There are other ways. One of the ways is through wisdom. But that's not, we can't talk, can talk about it. If I'm going to go on this curses thing, we will be on it. All the time. Have my books come? Not yet? Okay. What an amazing blessing. Now God says, work. I'm with you. Work. I'm with you. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord. Verse 8. Verse 8. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Says the Lord. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Says the Lord. You thought the silver and the gold is for who? For who? Trump? You thought, some of you thought the silver and the gold was for America. But you are in America, you are not seeing the gold and the silver. You are not smelling it. You know, among the first love children, I can see that every time somebody activates one of the things that brings blessings, I can see them starting to prosper. I can mention several children just by telling them, your father is not a bad person. Your father is not a bad person. Honor your father. Like him. Now, I don't say honor. I say like because when you like somebody, honoring is, is like, it's almost automatic. So I like him. You have to like him. You can't be average. You have to like your father. He's a good person. Those of you who've cut off yourself. 
one after the other, one after the other, I see them prosper. Yes, I see them prosper. You got to like. I saw one young man. His father was dying. And the pastor told him, go sit with your father. Nobody, none of the other children came to listen, talk to him. And he, and the pastor in the church, one of the pastors, so just sit by him, talk to him. He's lying in the bed. Then on the last day before he died, he told him, go and lead him to Christ because he was not a Christian at all. Led him to Christ. When he died, his will. He gave everything to this boy. Everything. Not, not even a pin to all the other children. At first, the executor said he would not sign. And now, instead, you sign it. You sign everything. All the items and the property. Everything. Take it. Yeah. I, just by, not by working by doing what the Bible says, doors open and prosperity begins to flow in. Are you listening? Are you still around? Or you are leaving? Are you ready to leave? Alright. Now, what did he say? The silver is mine. The gold is mine. It's nobody's. It's his. Money is God's. I mean, we don't believe it, but money belongs to God. Silver and gold is God's. And he gives it to whoever he wants to give it to. You may not believe it, you may not like it, but that's the reality. One idea, one thought, one word can make you totally prosperous. What do you think? Huh? Yes. You know, because of money, the way money is, you can't give all the testimonies. But there are so many things in my mind. I wish I could give testimony, say this, say this, but you can't say. You say it would be problematic. So you just have to believe this message without windows. (laughs) Silver is mine. Gold is mine. Silver is mine. Gold is mine. What is a car? What is a car? It's nothing. Silver is mine. Gold is mine. Silver is mine. Gold is mine. Wealth is mine. Why search for it? Why not search for him? Why not search for him who owns the gold and the silver? And then all other things will be added unto you. It's the master secret. And you know, I'll tell you a secret. Shall I tell you a secret? You know, I have always believed that Matthew 6.33 is a master and my master secret for prosperity. If you have listened to older messages. But I must be honest with you that I have been a bit shy of that scripture. Because I sort of felt that it's not powerful sounding. But when I started to listen to Bishop Oyedepo of Winners Chapel, 
And I found how he is very strong on Matthew 6 33. He says, It is his master scripture for his whole life. It's Matthew 6 33. Then I realized that I, I found somebody else who believes in that. And he also doesn't believe in death, also. Same like I don't believe in death. Same, same. Yes. He says death is a social disease. Yeah. <laughs> are you still here? Yeah. You are looking sleepy. Yeah. Oh, it's just your face. Yeah. But the inside is awake. Yeah. Shake your neighbor and say, Is it an imagination or. Put on the inside light. Okay, I'm going to end very soon so you can sleep. Now, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace. And the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, the word came to Haggai. Alright? And then it goes on. So, God is going to make the church very great. Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. Isn't it? And shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall flow into it. Hallelujah. So, in the last days, the church or the Lord's house is going to be called a mountain. It's a mountain. Unmovable mountain. It's going to be the main thing. Church is going to be the main thing. Yeah. I'm glad I chose church as my business. I didn't choose selling computers as my business. I didn't choose software as my business. I chose church as my business. The church is going to be called a mountain, and it is a mountain, unmovable. Governments come, governments go. And you are still there. The church is still there. Somebody was talking about the government. I I told them, I said, this man, you will see him coming to the car park in a Toyota. You watch and see. And it's happened practically. The church is a mountain. So anybody who gets himself involved in church things, you've chosen and backed the right horse. 
is the mountain of the Lord's house. So the church is not just called the church. It's called the mountain of the Lord's house. Look at it. In, it shall come to pass in the last days, which is now, that the mountain of the Lord's house, so the Lord's house is called the mountain of the Lord's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains, so that amongst the mountains, it will be on top of the mountains. Now, you have to go to Switzerland or France to understand this verse, to see some mountains. How many would like to go to the Swiss Alps or the French Alps to see beautiful mountains. Yes. You'll be there. In your lifetime, you will go to the Swiss Alps to enjoy Swiss mountains. That's where you can understand such a scripture. You see the mountains, but amongst the mountains, there is a mountain on top of the mountains. Yeah. It's like the senior mountains. The most senior mountain in Europe is Mont Blanc. You know the pen that they have, Mont Blanc. It means white mountain. It's always white. In summer, all the time it's white, Mont Blanc. I've been there. Beautiful. It's a senior mountain. Amongst the mountains, you see it there. In the Swiss Alps, you see ranges and they name the peaks. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, pristine, pure, lovely. You must be there. Tell your wife or your husband sitting by, listen, we are going to some mountains for some holiday. We can't just stay around all our life. What are we working for? What's the point? What are you working for? Many people, you, you have to know why you are working. Where are your pictures? Where are your pictures? Those of you say you are doing marriages, where are your pictures? You are here in America with dollars. You don't go for holidays. You don't even know how to swim. No, 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 no. You are not, you are not managing the prosperity. We are not showing the four laws of happiness. Have I shown you the four laws of happiness? You are not, you are not, you are not walking in the four laws of happiness. Yes. Yes. Bring your pictures so that we compare. Those who are, those who are doing the marriage. No pictures. No pictures. Only group pictures of your school. Come meeting. If it had not even been for the camp, you wouldn't know anywhere. If it had not been for the camps, you wouldn't know anywhere.
Please make sure you go and look at tomorrow. I'll give you a short, but go and look at just here. But it's a baby boy. If you want waterfalls, Victoria, Victoria Falls. This one, I, these are junior. No, no, no. No, it's nothing. Yeah, go and take pictures. Now, how did you get into all this? Mountain. The scripture. Senior mountains. Mont Blanc. You'll be there. You will be there. Practically. So now, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. Uh-huh. That's Mont Blanc, big time. You, you fly, you, you, you climb, you see, up in the clouds, like that. You can't go there. You can go to the next one and you get a very good view way up. But then those who want to climb it, you know, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Now the church is going to be like that. And it's, it's, it's big. You, who, who would have thought that me who I'm doing church business, you know, I'm rather more established than those who are doing other businesses. My life work is church things. Everything I'm doing is for the church. It's amazing. It's mysterious. And it shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall flow into it. All nations. All countries. So the church is going to become more international. So that is why you, you, you need to be more open to people that are not from your country or with your accent. Now, our church, for instance, has become more and more and more international. Nations, more. You, you will never know the person next to me where he's from. And I won't tell you where they're from for security reasons. You never know where they're from. Different people from different places all around me all the time. Yes. Different people from different countries. All nations shall flow into it. Nations. Yeah. Nations shall flow into it. So, it means that prophetically, we must go to the nations. We must go far. You know, since God anointed me, I've been encouraging people, go, go. The most resistant to going is America. You wanted me to praise you, isn't it? 
But instead, I told you the truth. <laughs> the most resistant to going has been America. But in going are many great blessings. I haven't yet had anybody who has gone who is angry for going. They rather don't want ever to come back. It's amazing. So in going are many blessings. Now if you are here, God speaks to you to go to the nations. You must go. You must go. If, if you sense God speaking, go. You must go to the nations. You'll be more blessed. You'll be more you can't You can't count your blessings. Stay, you see, you must learn to be afraid of staying outside the will of God. This is what you must be afraid of. No, you don't have to be afraid of police. What you must be afraid of are not being in the will of God is what you must be afraid of. Okay? That's, that's what you must be afraid of. If God speaks to you, do this. That's what you must be afraid of not doing. It, 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 it's what you must fear. Yes. Nations. Nations shall flow. Because the church is, God is going to build nation-like churches. City-like churches. Nation-like churches. Churches that are like nations. Yes. Yes. When our church meets at the Black Star Square for Good Friday, it's a nation. They don't have. When I took off to come to uh, to come on a Delta Airlines, you know, I don't normally fly with Delta because of the, the attitude, but occasionally I mean, forced to. This is. Long time since I started on it. But when they were going, they said we can't take off because the president is making a speech. So when we took off, I looked out to see on the square few people. Few. Hardly anybody. I just looked out to see what was happening there. Yes, our 60th anniversary independence. Yes. But the nations shall flow into it. So I thank God that I can see somebody from Trinidad, from Barbados standing here, and where else? Hawaii standing there, Tobago, from Botswana, from Nicaragua. Yes, I can see them, nations. So I'll encourage you go. To the nations. That's where the prosperity is. Not about prosperity that there is money there. But that's what God is doing. Join. And flow with God. Join. And flow with God. There are always one or two that come out of my camp meetings. One person says I'll go. And I want to say to young people. Don't just be excitable. Be real. Flow. But when the time comes, let people see that you are dead serious.
tell them I'm dead serious. That means I'm, 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 it's an ultimate seriousness. It was not a joke. I was not just giving fans and singing songs. I was serious about God. Nations shall flow. Nations shall flow. It's going to be a big thing. And it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Yeah. Verse, verse 3. And many people, many people, you see, it's the time of many people. That is why our vision 10,000, we are going to have genuine problems for camp in America. Genuine. Like, there will be literally difficult. Yes, we have that problem in England. We have that problem in England now. There is literally nowhere to meet that can hold, hold, hold us. That's a, our problem that we are having. And it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. We have that problem in Ghana. Where to be? Yes. And many people shall go and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Like that stable, solid thing. Let's go to that stable, solid thing. That's why we teach loyalty, stability, family. We teach family by the blood of Jesus. Not family by your. I don't know where you are from. I don't know where you are from. We are not talking about that family. We are talking about the blood of Jesus family. We are teaching stability. You don't just get up. Blow a tantrum and say. I'm going. I've had enough of this church. I've had enough of these people. You can't go away from your family. Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord's house, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Teaching. Teaching. Teaching is very, very important. Teaching and understanding is a very major key in the blessing of the Lord coming into our lives. And you'll notice the podcast technology which allows you to listen and the Facebook live and so on, which allow you to listen and to what you find out that it's affecting your lives. You find out that the books which are present and are able to show you certain things you can read and check are a great blessing. It says, he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. What a powerful blessing. 
Now God wants you to walk in his paths. And his paths are good for you and for me. His paths are good. What a blessing. Hmm? Amazing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, through teaching, what is going to happen? Many great things. The Bible says, I will give you, I will give you um, pastors after my own heart who are going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. In Second Chronicles 15, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa. Verse 2. Are you there? And he said unto him, Hear me, ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you. While ye be with him, and if ye seek him. Alright? He will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse 3. Now, for a long season, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest. Without a teaching priest and without law. They had been without a teaching priest and without law. You see, that is why all the problems that we are experiencing happen because we are without the teaching priest. And that's why the podcast helps you to be with a teaching priest. Yes, with a teaching priest. And without law. And when you have your teaching priest and the law of God, he helps you to walk in his ways. But many times we don't believe it in time. What he is giving to us. Israel had been. Verse 4. But when they, in their trouble, did turn unto the Lord, God of Israel and sought him and the line those three words sought him you seek God and was found of them he was found of them and in those times there was no peace to him that went out nor him that came in but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the country so vexations Vexations, struggles in this life upon the inhabitants. 
No peace. No peace. Peace will come. If you listen to the teachings in the model marriage and the other little books, we have a little little companion for couples coming out soon. Yes. It's a companion. Just so I have students companion. We have little one. All these are the teaching priests, works of teaching priests. There was no peace. No peace. One day a couple came to see me. The couple didn't even come to see me. One side came came first and the other side came first. So when the other side came, the lady's side, I told her, you are wrong. Yes, I said, you are wrong. You are almost mad. So change. And she just changed. From that time on, was peace. Just peace, 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 peace. You see, a teaching priest doesn't mind pointing. I don't mind if you don't like me after. And sometimes the brother is wrong. It depends on the type of marriage. It depends on the type of marriage. You see, with, when you are married to unbelievers, the man is usually wrong. Usually is wrong. When you are married to unspiritual brothers, the brother is usually wrong. Like most of his things are wrong. Because he's not guided much by God. It depends on the type of marriage. Where you have usual, not always usual, unspiritual people and all, difficult. It's almost always it's bad, 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 bad. <laughs> but when you shift the other type of marriage, you find with pastors, a lot of them, is the wife is off. Yes. I see all the different types. I'm not saying always, I'm saying usually. And I don't mind your opinion. Your opinion doesn't bother me. Teaching priests will bring you peace. He says there was no peace. Anyone went out. No peace. Great vexation. Great vexation. Struggle, struggle. Struggle. It's so nice to see couples that are completely subject to teaching priests do this, do this, do this, do this. It's just nice. Their marriage is like it's like like something in these type of books. Fairy tales. Your marriage will be very nice. Fortunacy. Fortunacy. It will be very nice. Discount, you have you have seen the places to go for holidays. Huh? Listen to the teaching priests. Yes, you are working for nothing if you can't. A man to whom God giveth knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Whatever, and giveth him not the power to eat thereof. Mm. It is an evil disease. Mm. 
give you riches, give you this, give you green card, visa, this, what have you, and give us you not the power to eat it. Are you still around? Yes. So, allow the teaching priest, because this is the church, we we are going to build according to his word. The mountain of the Lord, the small thing, the mountain, mountain, not a hill, not a little, little anthill, a mountain is what we are involved, we are involved with mountain building, mountain like churches, a nation like churches, this is what we are, this is our job, this is the prophecy for us, this is our prophecy. Mountain line. Now, there are some pastors. My podcast is bypassing your behavior. True. My podcast, because the members have the podcast. So they hear and bypass the pastor. True or not true? Yes. It's good. Sometimes the members are even listening more than the pastor. <laughs> they know more than the pastor is there. He's supposed to know, but he doesn't know. He's supposed to be listening to messages. He's not listening. In building this mighty mountain-like church, huh? You have to follow certain principles. It's not your ministry. It's not your idea. Recently, I gathered uh, some pastors and uh, I, I played them Bishop Oyedepo's preaching. First service. And then his son was preaching second service. And then first, I think they have three or I don't know. Same message. Same title. Same scriptures with the same title, first service, second. You, if you close your eyes, you, you don't know who is the one speaking. Same with zeal, with zeal, the same title of message, no changing of titles. He's preaching with energy and with zeal. As if he, and he, they have it written this are the sermon, first service is this, second service is this, third service is everybody. This is what we are preaching. Same worldwide. Worldwide, with zeal and energy, because the teaching. You see, what you don't realize is that it's not your ministry. You understand? You are helping. Thank you. You are helping, and you must think that way. And we must grow in propagating the word, because the work of God is to send a message. God has given me a message. And that message must go out. Jesus said, I finished the work you gave me to do. The words that you gave me, I've given to them. So the work of God is to give the words. The work of God is to give the words. Once you give it the words, you finish your work. When I finish giving the words, God has given me to give. That's it. No more. Finish. And when they in their trouble 
did tend to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. Back to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 2. Many people shall go and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord's house. He will teach us of his ways. We will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. No. The word of the Lord is often to rebuke. So when you start saying things as they are, people don't want you to say that way. Say, oh, don't say that. It sounds, doesn't sound. It sounds like you are angry. It sounds like you are against this group. It sounds like you hate this group. That's what is leaving us with a church where today you can no wonder. You wait and see. There will be a man and a cat. Last week I met somebody who told me the animals that he has had sex with. He told me, not that somebody told me, he told me I have sex with this. He said, yes, he's had sex with us. So which animals? Which animal? He mentioned the animal. I will not mention to you. I tell you. You wait and see. And because nobody can say anything. When you say this, it sounds like you don't like this or don't like this. We are everybody's quiet. And when you are in the church, it's like, don't speak, don't be clear, don't be strong, don't be, don't be forthright, don't be against anything. It says, he shall rebuke many people, and they will turn, beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears, so you will force them, and they will, they will, they will, they will, they will stop their fights. And nations shall not lift up sword against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. So, listen to me. We are involved in mountain-like church. A mountain-like church. This is the work of God for us. A mountain-like church. Nation-like church. City-like church. Are you there? And everyone is going to be involved. Zerubbabel, Haggai the prophet... Joshua, the high priest, and all the people are going to be involved in this work. And as we do this work, many blessings are activated over our lives. And if nothing happens at all, the curse will be neutralized. If even nothing happens, the curse will be neutralized. That will be, that will be, the, that will be the lowest point you get to. And the curse will be neutralized. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us do what? Let us walk in the light of of the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. 
Arise. Arise. Are you ready to get up? Shine. Are you ready to shine? Why? Light has come. Podcast has come. Facebook Live has come. Books have come. Knowledge has come. Teaching priests have come. So what? Arise and start shining. Young people, you have nothing to wait for anymore. Today is the day that you begin to shine. Don't be worried by your hormones and your sexual desires. Keep serving the Lord. And those sexual desires will be neutralized. (laughs) You know, when I, years ago, when I had a beloved in 1985. Were you born? That's when I had a beloved. On the 26th of August. 1985. Official beloved. But unofficially before there was a flow. A pipeline. Do you understand pipeline? Now, when I proposed, all right, I was scared. It was one of the scariest days of my life. I was scared because of my desires. And... Yes. I was so scared. I said, oh God. What's going to happen to me now? Look at this beautiful girl. It's like chicken dancing all over your face. Hey! But... The Lord comforted my heart, although I wasn't very comforted. He said, I should just give myself to the building of the church. And I'll be okay. Because I tell you, a young person in your Teenage or 20, early 20s is not the same as an older person. Those of you who are planning to marry old men, take notes. God is giving you the right age for your life. 
<laughs> God was showing me the master key to neutralizing the powers, the forces, and the flames. Hello there. Hello there. The powers and the forces and the flames that were burning within me. Shabaya. So, I tell you, give yourself to this mountain church building. Yes, you'll be surprised. Their passions, they will be controlled. Passions will be controlled. Amen. Are you still there? Arise and shine. Your light has come. You know. You know it. No more waiting. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I'll notice verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness. I mean, years ago, you never even crossed your mind that two men can walk to a church and declare vows of marriage. Never. Darkness, gross darkness, the people, that it will be propagated by men professing to be dignified and priests and pastors practicing these same things. Sodom and Gomorrah reborn practically before us. We are in it. Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible. When the angels came, the men wanted to rape the angels. Practically. Bad, bad. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. Look at it. Gross darkness will cover the whole world. But the Lord in the, you see, it is in the midst of the darkness. Many people look at Nigeria and see Nigeria has a lot of issues. Even there are many places, if you just say I'm a Nigerian, it immediately raises flags. But that is where God is moving so mightily in the midst of the darkness. I had another church which is building another building which seats uh, over 60,000. 60,000 in one. The current largest is there. It's 50,000. This one is building 60,000. I think they're increasing to 75,000. The whole of Tobago. Population. Yeah. Nation like church, mountain like churches. Others are doing it, I tell you. So, as gross darkness covers the earth, that is when the glory 
shall be seen upon thee, and the Lord shall arise. That's when the anointing comes on you very strong. And his glory is seen upon thee. So this is the time that the glory is going to be seen upon us. 20 years ago when we came to America to start churches, there was nothing like all, all that you have in it. 20 years ago, never, never, never. So now what is happening is the darkness is covering, covering, sweeping, sweeping. Clouds of darkness are spreading, 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 spreading all over the earth. You have politicians and I mean people that are propagating. They are not even religious men, but they are just like we. It's like I said, they are possessed to cause the certain darkness to be in the world. It's a particular season. And that's the season when the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Yes. So now, mountain-like churches. That is why Lighthouse, Kodesh Family Church are now going to become like a nation within the nation. Mountain-like church. Mega church. Oh yes, what you have thought was big is going to be called small. We are now going to start the church work. Yes. And this time, America is no more just North America. It's North America, Latin America, Central America, Canada, uh, South America. That's America. Caribbean is excluded. Wow. We are blessed. You are not part of America. America. America, America. Mountain churches. Mountain churches. Yes. And, and you see, our church is very big. We, this today is Tuesday or was it Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever you say. Come at any time. These are this not a Sunday service. Most church you have to go there on Sunday to see somebody. <laughs> not all, just go anywhere in, in the country. And that's it. It's not a small thing. But it's now that we are going to rise up and build. His glory shall be seen upon thee. Is it fantastic and beautiful and wonderful? Is it wonderful? Is it amazing? Is it supernatural? Is it anointed? And then it says, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. So many unbelievers are going to come to the light that is coming out of your life. So therefore, don't let the light become darkness. Don't let the light, don't make me turn my light down. If I'm shining a bright light, don't dampen the light that is coming. By telling me, you know, don't say that. Don't say it that way. Don't whatever. Don't dampen the light. Encourage the light rather to come out. 
Meet your friends and say, let me connect you to a podcast. Come, bring your phone. Bring it. It's free. I'll do something for you. You'll be blessed. Listen to this. You know, one of these little girls, she never even really came to church, our church. She came to school in America. When I, I saw her, I said, you have the podcast. What is that? Do you listen to messages? What is that? <laughs> I made her listen. I made her connect it. You got it. The other day, she sent me a message. She said, I don't know what school is. Harvard, one of these great name schools. She said, I can't do anything when I'm learning. Whatever I'm doing is on. I don't know how to do anything without it being. Somebody who has never even been in church before, like seriously. Yes. He says, Gentiles shall come to thy light. To thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. You are going to be rising from now onwards. You are going to be rising from now. And people are going to come to the light that you have. Now, this is the light God has given to us. So let us open our hearts. And I know we have something great. You know, if you ask Ernest, he's gone to Nicaragua and all the other people, you'll find out that, you know, churches are not even interested in church growth. That is one of the wonderful things. Pastors don't even want their churches to grow. Yeah. I mean, you would think it's natural. But my experience going through South Africa... Pastors don't even think about such things. If they are okay financially, they say they can pay their bill, their mortgage, whatever, they don't care really. Yes. Amazing. Most pastors don't even care about expansion or do some more, or do more for the Lord or go somewhere, preach somewhere. No, 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 no. I don't know where you got that idea from. <laughs> So, God has given us a wonderful light. And Gentiles have come to thy light. Kings to the brightness of thy rising. You are going to be rising and rising from this time onwards in Jesus' name. Even those who don't want you to really rise. The brightness of thy rising. You cannot put it down any longer. Lift up thine eyes, verse 4. Round about and see. You know, if you believe this, you have to believe because this Isaiah 60, 61 is the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to whatever. That's 61. This is 60. 60 is arise and shine. 61 is the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So it's all the same verses. This is New Testament. This is God's word for us. Left hand by eyes around about. And see. See. Are you seeing? Oh, they gather themselves together. They come to thee. You are pastors. Many of you, you are, you are more than a pastor in another church. I'm telling you. Even at your age, you'll be surprised. The things you know, you are more than a minister. If you just open your mouth and start saying, where do you, where do you, where do you, one of our little young men, you know, he was just a dancer, one of the main dancers 
in the first love church when I went there. I'd never heard such music before. The music, this dancing music. I didn't know that it even existed. <laughs> when they were dancing, I mean, at a point, I started to get used to it. He was one of the dancers. He went to China. And is it, is it being in church is wonderful. He was a nurse. And I said, it's not nice for a man to be a nurse. Do you understand? It's not nice. How many want a boy to be a nurse? Do you want a girl to be a nurse rather? Yes. It's father, man, a nurse is more, you, you can't have be a, a, a boy nurse. So, I said go to medical school. A lot of them are, a lot of them are medical school now. Yeah, a lot of them. They've all gone to medical school. And he's there in medical school in, in China. And he's started a church teaching people different countries. They are all there. You see, even the lowest dancer who is not showing any shepherdorial evidence <laughs> has so much light in him. People will gather. It says, open your eyes. They gather. They come to thee. I'm telling you, there is a lot in you. You will be surprised. It's the way to overcome. All, all ladies, look, ladies are some of the best pastors. I have ladies. No, no, I have ladies. I have ladies as bishops. We, we call them sisters. Very good. Very good. They are with me all the time. These are the good ones. Oh, yes. If you start to do that, you, your mind goes away from the things that are to punish you, to give you sorrow. Children and husband. These are your sorrows. True or not true? Woman who focus on your husband, you are doomed to sorrows. You are doomed to sorrows. Don't bring up a wife who is focusing on you, waiting for you to come home, waiting your whole life. Is this man? Ah! You are worrying yourself. I'm waiting for you in the car. No. Don't do that to yourself. That was part of the punishment. Part of the punishment your desire shall be to the husband. It's part of your punishment. In sorrow, you have, you conceive, you have children. Lift your eyes above your children. Have more children, spiritual children. Concentrate on other things. I'm telling you, these are the master keys. The, the, the curse is real. You sit there, you'll be taking medicine for anxiety in the morning, depression in the evening, uh, palpitations in the afternoon, uh, insomnia in the night, bulimia, anorexia. Many diseases and many migraines. migraines. Hey! Find the nearest 
husband or wife and say, no more focusing on this man who can, who has no, no hope. No, this man cannot do much for you. No more focusing on such a human being. Focus on God. Now, notice so. It didn't say I'll multiply thy sorrow. I'll greatly multiply thy sorrow. Greatly. Greatly. Lift your eyes like that to Jesus and start to be a great minister. Don't sit, don't sit at home and be idle. Don't do nothing. Do something more. Don't be idle in the house. You say you are a housewife. You are sitting in the house. Doing what are you doing in the house? Arise and shine. Your light has come. Souls are dying. You are in the house. You say you are a housewife. Only complaining. Complaining. And be worried. Good policy. When you are young, you don't understand such teachings. You think that maybe you are being hard. Uh, marry and see. Look, that is why it is called an astonishment. It's called a wonder. You, you, you'll be amazed that it's true. You'll be amazed that it's happening to you. Practically. If you follow what I'm saying, the curse, you see, this is the wisdom. It's like the curse that you'll be this way. You'll be thinking of this. Like maybe you'll be thinking of this table all the time. And God says, God says, arise, shine, go here. <laughs> the source of sorrow is behind you. Occasionally you go and say, how are you? <laughs> Bye, see you later, Charlie. I'm on some shining business. I'm shining. I'm shining somewhere. I'm shining somewhere. I don't, I don't have too much time to come and cry over you. And all the things that you are doing to my life. One day I saw a certain sister. I said, does your husband take you out for dinner? I said, no, please. Does he go for love walks with you? No, please. Does he say sweet words to you? No, please. Does he give you money for the house? No, please. 
Does he change the bulbs in the house? No, please. Does he change your tire for you when you have a puncture? No, please. Does he sometimes go to cook in the kitchen, make some stir fry? No, please. Does he hit his food when he comes from out? No, please. Hey! Does he wake you up in the middle of the night when you are asleep? Yes, please. said what is the source of your joy she said my work I give myself to my work yes no depression no sorrow no sadness my work I'm always working so whether he changed the bulb or he doesn't change the bulb my life is moving on every day whether he brings money or doesn't bring money my life is moving on every day my life my eyes on my on the work of god that i'm doing look whichever you got in your life a1 b5 p4 q5 None of them can have all of them lead to the same thing. In a way, comes to the same place. So lift your eyes up. Arise. Shine. Shine, shine, shine. Remind me if I remember if I remember, I'll give you the four laws of happiness. Yes. Yes. Four laws of happiness. Beautiful. So he's, he's saying something. He says, He says, Lift up thine eyes. They come to thee. They come to thee. Then he says, Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. I want to say to everybody here who has ever been a pastor or those who may become pastors, look, you must be someone who has sons from afar, not biological. More people than your child will be your sons. I'm telling you, more people. Jesus said, who, who is my brother? Who is my sister? Who is my mother? Those who obey the word of God. So God is going to raise up people who are going to be sons to you. God has given me people who are, you know, I have even people who 
kill lizards for me. Do you understand? <laughs> it's a level of sonship. Lizards are worrying me. Come and kill it. They are, they are there to kill lizards for me. Lizard terminators. God will bless you with sons. God, not only bio- and I'm telling you, in your life, you even need people before your biological children will grow up to a certain point. There are people that you will need as sons before that time. Don't only think of bi- biological is very few. That's why children bring sorrow. Because you can have maybe two. You may have three. You may have four. But many people have two. We have become like elephants, one or two. You know, offspring. <laughs> you get it. And many of them, it's like if you are focusing on those two, you're probably going to. If you didn't have one, then you even become sad and feel that I don't have. No, lift your eyes up. Oh. There are people. You know, one time I, I was, I went somewhere and I saw these pastors. They all came with their children. So I came with their children. I went up to one of them. I said, "Pray for me that my children will also." Be with me. Because my children were not, my children were much smaller. And then the Lord showed me, said, look, all these other ones that you have, they are also your children. Take them as children. Before your children grow up. Today, my son sits with me in church. Having church. It's a blessing. But, before that time comes, there are many people, they are children too. And, and you have to take it seriously. He said, thy sons shall come from afar. Thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. If you like, joke with it and see. Focus on those two and focus on those three. You watch and see what will happen. I'm not cursing you. I'm saying you watch and see. It's not a curse. It's advice. I'm giving you advice. I'm telling you that accept others into your life. Nurse them. At your side, add them to your family and stop being focused on these two, three, which will you'll be surprised that you'll be sad through them because you'll be thinking, I have three, look at one, I have two, look at what has happened to one of them, look at this one, I'm left with one, I'm left with two, I'm left with none. Don't let it be a source of sorrow to you, lift up your eyes, open your heart. Open your heart to accept other sons and accept other. You, you are so specially focused on this, focus on this, focus on this, focus on this. It, 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 is, it is not necessary. God, I'm showing you this is the way to step away from this case. Look, I'm going to ask you a question. Secretly answer my question. Will you secretly answer? How many of you sometimes? You struggle to remember your mom back at home. Like you are very busy. Does it happen to you? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. No, it's a secret question between me. I'm showing you that your child will struggle to remember you also in the same way. So as your focus is on this one, his mind is not on you. His mind is not on you. Just as you struggle, so, hey, shall I have to call my father? Hey, shall I have to call my mother? Hey, I have not called my mother for 
Whatever. They forgot to come up. They will forget to come. So your mind is on them and they are forgotten about you. Now, now, now. Practically. From the time they are teenage, they go into their room quietly. You will not see them again. They are on their phone and they are doing other things. Why focus on what brings sorrow? Arise and shine. Your, ne- your sons will be at your side. Your, your daughters will be nest. Oh, nice people will be your daughters. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Verse 5. Then thou shalt see and flow together. Wow. And thy heart shall fear. And be enlarged. Because the abundance of sea shall come to thee. Amen. And the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The sea always speaks of people, masses, and the forces of the Gentiles shall come to thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries shall come from Sheba. They shall bring gold and incense. Huh? Yeah. You never sow a seed in somebody's life. You, you think somebody will be sowing seeds in your life. <laughs> yes. As you have never sowed seeds, or you don't honor anybody in a certain way, nobody will honor you in a certain way. You know, one day I was honoring a certain pastor who has been a, like a kind of a father to me. And his wife said to me quietly at the dinner table, she said, you know, you are like a strange person that God brought to my husband. I said, why? She said, for many years, my husband looks after pastors, older pastors. He honors them. He takes care of them. He even gives them salaries, money, things to look for them. And she said, no one has ever done that for him. But only you from far, you remember my husband. You honor him. You give him offerings. You do this. You see, God will raise up from a vow, not in the biological. You are not expecting from nowhere because I am from Ghana. This person is in Asia. <laughs> you don't expect somebody from poor Africa. <laughs> from far. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, what you do for others, God's power raises up people, raises up sons, raises up daughters. The honor that you honor is happening to you practically. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. Mountain like churches. Shining and arising. Shining and arising. Shining and arising. Amen. Amen. Is it beautiful? Is it wonderful? 
Verse 7. All the flocks of Kedah shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on thine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? <laughs> Who are these that you'll be flying all over the place? You will be flying all over the place. Do you believe what I'm saying? You will never be stuck in the mud. Yeah. Who are these that fly as a cloud? What is you'll be you'll be known at the airport. Yeah. Like when they say, say you are back, eh? They say, oh, I'm back. They'll say, Are you coming or going? Are you what coming or going? When you work for God, you, you are just amazed. Since George started to come to the crusade, his life has improved. Is it not true? He's gone all over the world. He's a security man. Yes. You see him humble. He's just like as if he's, uh, he doesn't have uh, anything to do. Yes. He has been to so many places. Go here, come here, go here, come here, go here. The quality of your life is improved. So many people, they're just waiting for the crusade to come. They, they come. We have soldiers from this country, this country, all come. So we are all coming free. This is also what we can do. We are part of the security forces. <laughs> Who are these that fly as a cloud? Is it not fantastic? fantastic. Your quality of life is improving. And you see, the curse is being neutralized. Like this type of, you work for nothing. Your life is nothing. Everything is all amounting to nothing. Just because of bread, you are just living. You are not just living because of bread. Your life starts to lift to a higher dimension. Don't think I'm thinking of what to eat or how much it costs. I don't even know what there is to eat. It doesn't even cross my mind. I just see, I say, oh, check this one and see if it's nice. But some time ago, it was not like that. My life was for the bread. Hey. One day I arranged with a brother. He was working inside one of these McDonald's. I told him that. 
I said, I'll be there. He said, you come, I'll sort you out. And I remember going there. I took a train all the way to where he was. All the way. Go to the station. This is his station. So when I come out, I'll see it without the station there. So when I got there, then I look at him. And he sings up and said, you wait, you wait. <laughs> when I talk about prosperity, uh, you must believe what I'm saying. Because of just bread. I was taking a train. <laughs> you will not struggle to have nice food again in your life in Jesus' name. <laughs> You, you think it's a joke, but these are real blessings. It's real. It's real. You think it's just something that is being said, but it's real. It's powerful. Yes. You think it's nothing. But it's real. My life is no more about food. Not is it about car. It's the last thing on my mind. Car. House. Ah. Who are these that fly as a cloud? You'll be flying. You'll be flying. Verse 9. Surely the isles shall wait for thee. Amen. Amen. Islands. Today I received messages from some islands about program that they are preparing and planning. Islands. The islands are waiting for me. Is it not amazing? I'm describing your testimonies for the future for you. The prophecy you believe is the one that will happen practically. Now, verse 10. The sons of strangers shall build up thy walls. And their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Yes. Many times I've seen the sons of strangers working for me. Building or construction. Construction. Working. Workers. Just before I came, I went, I saw a group of them working, Ugandans, Kenya, different nationalities. They were doing some project on one of the buildings. And they were so happy. They said, we have learned how to do this. We have learned this. We have learned this. We have learned how to do that. We have learned doing how everything. They are happy. Strangers shall build up thy walls. Wow. And their kings shall minister unto thee. I've been treated even more honorably, thank you, by kings of other nations than Ghana. Yes, more honorably. 
by kings of other nations than Ghana. Yes. Provided with cars, security, even food. Yes, even food. They bring this, they say this has been brought from the presidential whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. So you see, when people are nice to you, it's God who is actually the one being nice to you. Like when somebody is being nice to you, it's actually God who is being nice to you. So he says, he says, the king shall minister to you. Sons of strangers will build up thy walls. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. So when people are nice to you, God is having mercy on you. God is behind the, the person who is being nice to you. Amen. Is it amazing? Beautiful. We are going to be ending very soon. Take note. Now. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. The church will be open every day. Now you can see we came here on Tuesday. Every day is open. Not only Sundays. They shall not be shut day or night that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles and that their kings may be brought. For the nations that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. Hallelujah. Are you excited about the wonderfulness Now sit down everybody. Jeremiah 30 verse 18. Sit down. We are ending with this beautiful scripture. We're taking that to bed with us. Jeremiah 30. Don't be worried about Old Testament, please. It's also part in the the Bible. Don't be worried about Old Testament verses. That says the Lord, verse 18. I will bring, this is the last scripture. We are going to bed with this. I will bring again the captivity. Shake your neighbor and say, this is a bedtime story, please. This is a bedtime story. Bedtime story. Are you excited about my bedtime story? It says, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places. And the city shall be builded upon her own heap and the palace remain after the manner thereof. 
Amen. Amen. Now, what is this scripture saying? God is saying, I am going to turn the captivity for Israel, which is Jacob, and have mercy on his churches. His dwelling place. And the city shall be builded upon her own heap. So, the buildings are going to come up. The actual physical buildings are going to come up. And the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. That the palace is the headquarters. Verse 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. There's going to be a lot of praises singing. So all of you who are worship leaders, sharpen your skills. Sharpen your skills. And the voice of them that make merry. Happy people will be found in the church. I said happy people will be found in the church. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. Then, and I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Wow! I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Mountain like churches, mountain like churches. This is God's prophetic word for us. That's why I came here in the winter to tell you that God is saying, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Your frustrations will end when we are no more few. To marry, your type will be found in the church. Look, if you think all husbands are the same, you got to think again. There are not all the same husbands. No, you say a man is a man. A man is not a man. A man is not a man. A man is a man is a man is a man. Hey. A woman is a woman is a woman is a woman. Bad, bad. There are types of men. Now, when we are multiplied to 10,000 and beyond in attendance, huh? Are you there? There will be choices. You say, I want a fair one. We say we have more fair ones. When you say I want a mighty big one, we say we have hippos in the dancing stars. Hippos. When you want an antelope, we say we have antelopes. I will multiply them. They shall not be few. They shall not be few. That means there will not be few beloveds. There will not be few beloveds. There will not be few husbands. There will not be few wives. There will not be few businessmen. There will not be few prosperous people. not be few millionaires. They shall not be few. They shall not be few. I will multiply them. 
and they shall not be few. This is the prophecy. When you say, I want to marry a Canadian, we say, come on, we have more Canadians. Where are the Canadians? He said, no problem, we have Canadians. I have, we will have when you want beloveds in their 70s. They shall not be few. So we have 70 year old beloveds. Do you want brothers or sisters? They shall not be few. Right now I have, I'm looking for a beloved, somebody from 65 to 75. I need sisters who are from 65 to 75. For a beloved, obviously that brother is higher than 70 going. Huh? No, it's not about children. We are not looking for children. We are looking for companionship and nursing, nursing care, nursing care, love. Comfort. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. That means few is not good. Few is not good. That's why I said they shall not be few. Not few. Few is not good. I will multiply them they shall not be few. Not be few. No, 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 no. No. That's why we are saying that 4,000 and 5,000 is a very small number. I feel if you are ashamed to say that number in the, in the microphone. We have to have a problem of, of a come meetings like we have first service, second service, third service. It's like the first camp, these people, second camp, these other people, and third camp. So these people, Israel, this one's Hawaii, this one is here, then you choose. It will happen practically in Jesus' name. And if you come to Israel, you cannot come to Hawaii. If you come to Hawaii, you cannot come to Houston. We can even have a camp in the Swiss Alps. And we will tell the Swiss church that you can't come for this one. It's an American thing. What do you think? We are there to see the mountain of the Lord's house in the top of the mountains. That's what we are there to see. Mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. Massive and unmovable. Mountain-like churches. The mountain of the Lord's house. 
shall be established in the top of the mount. You have to see to be, understand it. You see them like that. Those who know them, they'll know this one is this, this one is this, this one is this. White. White. Swiss people, they just, they just sit to, to look at it. They have the one who climbed it first. You see a plaque. This man in 17, whatever, climbed it first. This one climbed at each point. Who built this? Who built that like that? Beautiful. Very interesting. Mountain-like churches. They shall not be few. And I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. Hey. Small is not good. Small is not good. That's why it says, I will glorify them. Arise and shine for the light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. So this is going to be the story of the church in America. And every one of us is going to be involved in the building. In those days, they were building a physical house, but now we are building a house, spiritual house, made of people. Yes. You are going to be used by God greatly. You are really going to be used by God. Yes. There is no way I, as a person, can come and do what you are supposed to do. You have to do what you have to do. Yes. I can only urge you and prophesy. So I am Haggaiu. And I'm prophesying to the Zerubbabels, to Joshua the high priest, and to the all ye people. I'm just urging you and urging you and urging you. Can't you see? You are so much, you bring in little. Can't you see? You earn and you put it in a bag with holes. Come now. The Lord's house must be built. Let us arise and build. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. The glory of the latter will be greater than the glory of the former. The glory on the church is going to be greater. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Lift your hand and thank God. Everyone standing. Lift your hands and ask God to involve you in the mountain of the Lord's house. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of being involved in the mountain of the Lord's house. Thank you for your power that is released upon our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thanks a million for bringing us to the Niagara Falls to teach us by the anointing of the teaching priests to take away vexation and whatever takes away our peace, taking it away from our lives and establishing us in your mighty will. We give you praise. We give you thanks. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.